0: I don't know if it's just me, but have you ever imagined you're in a cockpit of a spaceship and you're about to blast off into the cosmos? Now, without the right training, there are buttons, switches, dials, and none of them come with a manual. Well, this is what fatherhood feels like for me. Does it feel like that for you? If so, don't panic. Welcome to Fitness for Fatherhood the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness to become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and soon-to-be dad. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstone to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness to become the superhero dad your kids can look up to. So today I've got you covered if you've ever wondered what really goes into antenatal classes or what exactly a birth plan should look like. Plus I'll give a sneak peek into things that most expecting dads don't want to talk about. And do you feel like you're walking into fatherhood wearing a blindfold? That's okay, stick with me and we'll turn those jitters into a swagger. I want you to learn how you can step up and truly participate in the birth of your baby. At this point, I think it's important that I recap a little bit of the previous episode because these episodes really go hand in hand. In the previous episode of Fitness for Fatherhood, we explored the profound journey of pregnancy and fatherhood from a new dad's perspective. I started by underlining the importance and relevance of understanding pregnancy, the physiological and emotional changes a woman goes through, and the pivotal role a new dad plays in this transformation period. Together, we delved into each of the three trimesters of pregnancy noting the physical and emotional experiences that moms-to-be usually go through and how new dads can support them during each stage. We examined the significant emotional changes women experiences during pregnancy and how these changes can help a father to provide effective emotional support to his partner. We then discussed the importance of active involvement from dads-to-be throughout the pregnancy journey, from attending those doctor's appointments and childbirth classes to being present during birth and the early interactions with newborn. I stressed the importance of developing open and empathetic communication with your partner during pregnancy. I highlighted that good communication not only strengthens the bond between you and your partner, but also creates a nurturing environment for the upcoming baby. And lastly, we talked about building a strong foundation for fatherhood by embodying traits like patience, flexibility, nurturing abilities, and maintaining personal health and wellness, all while achieving. Healthy work life balance. If you haven't already listened to the episode, I suggest that you do as it's a great primer for today's episode. And today I'll be kicking off the episode talking about antenatal classes. Now, if you're sitting there wondering what the hell does antenatal mean, don't worry, I felt the same way. And that's when one of my little learning tricks popped into my head and I looked at the word carefully again and I thought, well, wait a minute, I know what those two words mean on their own. I've played poker. And when I've paid antis, it's before the action. I've paid before the action. And then natal, I know, has to do with birth or birthing. And that's just through coming into contact with the word over and over again through this pregnancy experience. And then sticking them together It's just a fancy way of saying before birth. So it's classes for people who are expecting a baby, essentially. So these antenatal classes are extremely Extremely helpful. We had a wonderful doula that led ours. And yes, at times they were a bit draining just because the way that ours were formatted were four hours at a time, two days in a row for two weeks. So it was a Saturday and a Sunday, four hours, four hours. And then I think there was a week or two break between the next class. And there was four hours and four hours. So in total, 16 hours covered in four days. So it was hectic. was a lot and the great thing about these antenatal classes is that they are going to prepare you for everything that is going to happen during the pregnancy, birth and also immediately after, which is commonly referred to as the fourth trimester. Okay, so now you might think that these classes are exclusively for mom. And I have to disagree here. As a dad to be, I learned so much, and I think you're going to need them just as badly. Maybe even more so, because let's be honest, we're often out of the loop when it comes to these things, when it comes to looking after babies. There's no need to have any shame about this. For me, it was a fact. I seemed to know a lot less going into these classes than my wife did. And honestly, Going to labor and delivery without some prep work is going to be like showing up to a boxing match without having done at least some basic training and some sparring. The great thing about antenatal classes is that it can teach you about the stages of labor, pain relief options, breathing techniques, and as I said, how you can take care of your newborn. Now some of these things might sound a bit alien to you, but that's okay These are going to be lifesavers when your partner is in labor and when you finally bring your little one home. Moreover, these classes give you a chance to ask questions in a non-judgmental environment. I know I had tons of questions and I got to ask them and get some clarification on some of the things. So if you want to know if it's normal that you're worried that you might faint when watching your partner in labor or how often your newborn should be bathed this is going to be the place to ask. So please, gentlemen, trust me, do yourselves a massive favor. Do it for your future self. Sign up for those antenatal classes. Engage in the sessions. Ask questions and equip yourself with knowledge. Believe me, your partner is going to appreciate it. She'll love it that you're putting in effort and getting involved. Because remember, at the end of the day, the two of you are in this together. The second thing I want to talk about today is the birthing plan now i know some of you more technically orientated guys are probably starting to map out this elaborate scheme with blueprints and 3d models in your head but you're definitely overthinking it so let me stop you right there it's much more simple than that but it is super important a birth plan is basically a document that lays out you and your partner's preferences this is going to be extremely helpful for the day of birth of your baby. Think of it as a wish list for the best case scenario. You'll hear from some people that just like any other plan, flexibility is going to be key. Now to some extent I agree with the statement, but I'll explain why I don't wholly agree with it. But I do understand where the sentiments come from. The priorities here are the safe delivery of your baby and ensuring your partner's well-being. What goes into a birth plan, you might be asking? Well, it includes things like where you want to give birth, the type of environment your wife wants during labor, does she want pain relief medication, and who do the two of you want to be in the room? Who do you want to be present for the birth? For instance, do you want the room to be dimly lit with a calming atmosphere, or do you want a disco ball with the latest Psytrance bangers playing in the background. I know which one I'd go for, but that's your call. As a dad-to-be, your input also matters. How do you want to support your partner throughout the labor? Do you want to cut the umbilical cord? Would you like to do skin-to-skin contact or kangaroo care with the baby after mom's had her turn? These decisions should be made together and should be included in your birth plan. Lastly, remember that a birth plan isn't set in stone and this is where I think it's important to talk about my experience with the birthing plan and why I mentioned earlier, why I don't agree with being completely flexible on everything but allowing for some flexibility. The document of the birth plan is going to be used as a communication tool with your healthcare provider. That's important to remember. So you're going to want to discuss it with them ahead of time. So everyone is on the same page when the big day arrives. And this is actually what happened to us. So we prepared a birth plan. My wife has got very, very specific instructions. And when we presented it to our gynecologist at our first hospital we've been working with, he said that unfortunately many of the items on our list wouldn't be possible. Now. Bear in mind, we live in South Korea, and the hospital system here for birthing is set up in such a way that certain levels, as they call it, of hospital give you differing levels of care. So he suggested that we find what is called a midwife hospital. We've done so. The only downside is that it's now about an hour away, maybe an hour and 20 at max, so when my wife starts contractions, we're going to have to travel a bit to get to a hospital, which is fine because going back to the birth plan, when we presented them with the birth plan, they said everything is absolutely fine and they had no problems with, with doing everything on our list. Here I think it's appropriate to mention some of our non-negotiables. So my wife absolutely didn't want to have an episiotomy For those of you who don't know what that is, I'm sorry that this is a bit graphic, essentially it's a cut or an incision near the vagina and this was done to help birth, but there's more and more research showing that this actually could cause greater tears during pregnancy. I'm not going to go into the details as to why, but if you want a practical way of thinking about it, Have you ever cut a piece of material and then tried to tear it? Think about how much easier it is to tear that piece of material once there's already an incision in it versus beforehand, before you cut it, and you're just trying to tear it without there being a a cut in it. So I hope that's not too graphic and gives you a picture of what happens when there's a already existing tear and then baby's head puts pressure on it. Another thing that we really wanted was that the baby shouldn't be washed immediately and that we have a lot of skin-to-skin care with the baby afterwards. And both of those were not really options at our original hospital, whereas now at our second hospital, they're happy to do that for us. So those are some things that we didn't want to budge on. And then the other things that we have in the plan that in a case of emergency, we will obviously go along with for example my wife doesn't want a c-section if the baby's life is in danger of course we'll have a c-section another thing that she was worried about was pain relief medication she doesn't want to have an epidural if she doesn't need to but on the day if she's feeling extreme pain she would consider taking one so that's why i mentioned you should be flexible on some things that you're comfortable with And then on others that are your non-negotiables, I think you need to stand your ground. Because my wife and I have spoken to couples that were too flexible, they felt, with their birth plan. And after the birth happened, they felt a little bit disappointed and upset that they didn't stand their ground on their principles. So just something to bear in mind. At the end of the day, remember this is a team effort. So you want to sit down with your partner and maybe brainstorm about things that you want. These will get your creative juices flowing, and you'll be able to craft your very own tailor-made birth plan. I like to think that prepping for the hospital is like getting ready for vacation, except the destination is going to be a labor room, and instead of souvenirs and trinkets, you're bringing back a baby. So actually, nothing like a vacation. (laughs) The hospital bag is another thing that's really, really important. This is going to be a lifeline for you in the hospital, and this is item number three on my list. This is going to be a bag that is filled with everything you and your partner will need. Now, you might think, I mean, how much stuff could I possibly need? And half the things on the list, I didn't think of before, and I wouldn't have packed them in if the hospital hadn't given us our list. So, I would recommend you start with the essentials. Clothing for mom and baby, toiletries, dads, I recommend snacks. At our hospital, they do provide mom with meals, but it's a pretty basic meal. And so there's nothing worse than a cranky, hungry person in the midst of labor. I can't imagine something being more stressful or more annoying than being hungry and trying to deal with going through contractions and things like that. Oh yes of course and I just remembered if you're going to take your digital devices make sure you pack your charges because the last thing you want to happen is that your phone dies and you're wanting to communicate with family or send them a picture after baby's born. Right so don't forget your creature comforts that'll make your hospital room feel like home. Maybe your wife has a favorite pillow. Or perhaps you have a speaker that you'd like to bring so that you can play a selection of your own music. Or is there a special blanket that is super, super old but your wife can't sleep without? Trust me, your partner is going to thank you for putting in some effort to make it feel a little bit more homely. All right, and now moving on to some medical procedures. And let's be honest, these can feel like trying to decode a foreign language Just earlier I mentioned epidurals and episiotomies. This can all be a little bit overwhelming, but remember, the old saying, knowledge is power. Even if it feels like you're studying for a medical degree, it's going to be a benefit to you and your partner. Try to get familiar with the basics, and as always, ask questions. Your healthcare provider is there to help you, and I'm pretty sure they don't mind explaining so that you can understand what's happening. So don't be shy. I can imagine it's always better to ask than to be trying to Google while you're mid labor. And just like that, I think we're into the home stretch of this episode. And I want to just talk about labor support. This is where rubber meets the road. So it's like talking about D Day, or more like V Day, the grand event. The final boss battle. Whatever you want to call it. It's the day you've been preparing for. And from what I've heard. There's no such thing as being too prepared. When it comes to childbirth. When it's come to the big decisions. About childbirth. I've allowed my wife to make the decisions. After all she is the one giving birth. And she wanted to do her birth naturally. And speaking to other dads who've experienced going through natural birth, they said it's quite a surreal, wild experience. So that's why I want to address this topic, because I think it's one of those things that you can never really explain to somebody what it's like until they're right in the thick of it. But it'd probably be good to kind of give you perspective, get your mindset right for the big event. So I've been told as a dad to be that obviously you're not just there to spectate, right? It's not, a, it's not a sports game. You're a participant, a co-pilot, a cheerleader, and dare I be so bold as to say, a superhero in the making. Your role is to support your partner. You're going to want to keep her comfortable and be her biggest advocate. Remember, she's in a really vulnerable state there and she's going to need you more than ever. So, you might be asking, how the hell can I do that? How do I support in that situation? The best thing is communication. Understand exactly what she needs. Maybe she needs someone to squeeze her hand. And let me tell you, I've been told that they can squeeze the heck out of your hand. So, if you imagine your wife's grip isn't that strong, prepare for your hand to be squeezed by what feels like professional rock climber. At other times, your wife might need words of encouragement or she'll need you to just maintain the calm and peaceful environment that she wants for the birth of your child. And let's not forget the importance of advocating for your partner. Labor is a whirlwind. She might not be able to voice her needs or preferences. That's where you will have to step in. Remember, that's why you guys crafted that birth plan that I spoke about earlier. This comes into play when everyone is a bit scattered and doesn't know what exactly you want. Remember, you also have to have a good understanding of potential birth complications. This is key. Now I know a lot of people don't like talking about this. It's not pleasant. These things do happen and sometimes they end in tragedy. So it's crucial to address them here and now. Remember your antenatal classes. You're going to use those tips you learned there, the discussions you had with your doctors or doctor and the questions that you asked. All of these things are going to come in handy. Remember that things may change and you may have to deviate from some of the things on your birth plan, even if you have some non-negotiables like we do. Alrighty, gentlemen, that's the end of the journey for today. I hope I've helped you navigate through some of these new waters such as the antenatal classes, your birth plan, as well as your packing and planning for your stay in the hospital. And hopefully you've learned how to serve as best you can as a supporter during your wife's labor. And just remember, we all start in the same boat. We all start with no knowledge, but just as every astronaut starts as a trainee, you are going to learn and grow in this process. Get ready to embrace the unknown and cherish the moment. This process isn't just becoming a dad. It's also about becoming the best version of you. As I close the episode today, I want to challenge you to not just listen, but act. Take what I've given you today and go and sign up for those antenatal classes. Start drafting your birth plan and prepare your hospital bag. Remember, you need to be supportive during labor and being prepared is going to help you feel more comfortable in that situation. Don't be a bystander. Be a participant in this process. Thank you for joining me on Fitness for Fatherhood. I'm Stacey Liddell and signing off until our next episode together. Stay fit, stay strong, and continue to strive to be the superhero dad you're destined to be. Keep safe, everyone.